avenuepodcast.net. Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me a returning guest. He is a guy that I had on somewhere close to the first couple episodes I had. I think he was on episode seven of this podcast, and uh, I'm glad to be bringing him back on. He was a lot of fun to talk to last time, and I've gotten to see him wrestle a few more times since then, and he's also become the hometown heroes champion at Wrestling for a Cause since the last time I had him on here. And the guy that I'm talking about is Justin Lee. You've heard me talk about him plenty of times on this show, and you'll probably hear me talk about him plenty more times on this show as well. So, I am very excited to have him on, and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Justin Lee episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get the show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch-me face. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so... <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like, it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro! You get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So I have a returning guest with me. And I have to say, this is probably one of my favorite guests to have on. The first time I had him on, I was extremely nervous. And he put me at ease because of the stories he, he told. And... Uh, He's just become one of my favorites. He's a favorite in my house. You guys have heard me talk about him a lot on this show with other wrestlers that I've had on, but he is an Oklahoma-based wrestler, and he is the hometown heroes champion for wrestling for a cause. He is also the head trainer at the Hunger Dojo, and he is the broken arrow bad boy, Justin Lee. Man, how are you doing today? Doing good. I heard those other wrestlers name dropping me, trying to get the rub for me. I don't like it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, went a little heel on the to start this thing right off. Oh, no, I love it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's very good to be back. I've been I've been following the adventures, and uh, yeah, I like to think I, I uh, just like many of the best wrestlers in Oklahoma. I broke you in, taught you the ropes, and now you're a great podcaster. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, you know, you still owe me two thousand dollars from the podcast training school. Um, you know, uh, well, I hate one to put a lean on your car for it, but <laughs> we're gonna need that money. Well, as, as soon as I can get it to you, I promise I, I'm good for it. So, <laughs> would that be? Yeah, would it be great if people actually paid me when I trained them to wrestle? I... <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. There was a time when we used to make money off that. Well, no, you, man, it's really good to be back. A lot has happened since that last uh, episode. Yeah, you um, have done a whole lot since the last time I had you on here. Um, you've since held a championship. You have a championship in wrestling for a cause. Um, All right, now like, remind me, when was that episode? I can't. I, it's been so long now. I'm trying to remember. So uh, it was 
almost a year ago, I believe, is when I had you on. Had, had I broken my nose yet? You had. It was after you okay, broken okay. your nose. It was after you were, I broke the nose. Okay. You were just about to come back to go for the uh, light heavyweight championship. Yes, that's right. So and I won. You did win. You did. <laughs> I was there in the front row for that one too. Yes, the uh, was that that was in Siloam Springs. That it was. was. Uh, yeah, one of my uh, one of my the uh, the national light heavyweight title. I believe yep. it was for. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then I end up dropping that to Burt Cameron, who was recently a guest on your podcast. He was. Yeah, I've I've had him on here. We kind of did a after having him on, he sent me and my entire family um, t-shirts, and. Oh, they, uh, they, that kid, he gets it, man. He, uh, yeah. he, uh, it, it's funny because he sells, he has this persona of wrestling and this mm -hmm. is what I expect out of a wrestler. And I'm not going to say like cliche necessarily, but like you look at him and you go, Oh, okay. That that's an indie wrestler. Right. right. You just yeah. see, you see it all over him from the pretty boy hair to just even the, the slightly Southern accent, but you know, he could pass for being from other places too. Right. So he he passed so well that when um, the promoter had me wrestle him in Crown, Chris, uh, I just assumed the kid had been working for a while. Mm -hmm. They told me he was green, but I was like, "Well, you're one of Craig's boys, so Craig probably trained you really well. So yeah, you you probably have you know." And when I got in that <laughs> ring, nah, man, he was green. <laughs> <laughs> I called Backbreaker, and he had no idea what I was asking him to do. <laughs> uh it was funny because i called it like twice and after the second time I'm like I, I don't think he knows what a backbreaker is oh no well <laughs> <laughs> that's when i realized i was like oh when he said and he told me from the beginning he goes yeah you know i've only had a handful you know but when people tell you that you kind of feel like all right well you but you, you know no man he was green right but the great thing is as green as he was he was a natural and yes. so you know he would he would do something if we didn't we didn't give away the business Mm -hmm. and uh you know at, after a point i realized what his strengths were and so i'm like all right man just do that just do that thing just 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 do what you're doing now just walk and talk tell the crowd about it yeah and he you know he, he got that and yeah. we were able to build off that and he was uh he was very easy to work with some guys when they start getting you know exposed i guess you know when you start calling stuff and they don't understand it mm -hmm. you see that frustration start to come out in the ring right and the match quality quickly just starts nosediving and he that never happened to him yeah. Uh, that's why I mean when, when I say he's a naturalist is he just knew how to cover. He knew how to stay in character. He knew how to keep escalating the drama and the, the heel persona he was portraying. Yeah. And so it worked. We were able to go uh, for a long time. I mean, I don't remember how long that match was, but I felt like it was every bit of good 12 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we built to it. And, and, you know, for a guy, like I said, who maybe only knew five wrestling moves, uh, he listened well and he followed he followed well. Uh, yeah, I was, I was happy. And then like I said, I've, I've since even hung out with him. I, I, uh, from my shoot business, I was in Kansas city for a while and, uh, he doesn't live too far from there. So he and his girl met me and my wife out there when we hung out one night, you know, just had a night on town in Kansas city. It was, it was a good time. He's a, oh, that's cool. he's good people. I like Bert Cameron. He's a good man with morals. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. But, uh, no, I've, I've kind of, become friends with him a little bit since having him on the podcast and everything. And, you know, we text back and forth and talk about things that are going on and wrestling and all that. And uh, he, he's a really awesome guy. And uh, just have you a great time about that belt though. Um, I don't know, like who is actually in charge of that belt. 
I, I know it's, it says traditional American pro wrestling, but like nobody like has ever officially contacted me from uh, TAPW or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it was all just done through, through the booker, uh, through the promoter. Oh. He was telling me, Oh yeah, we're, you know, we're and so like to, to this day, like, you know, I'd be like, can I, can I defend this belt? And they're like, uh, you know, I would just ask my Arkansas promoter, you know, Chris, I was like, can I like, yeah, yeah. I think they're fine with that. <laughs> you know, and I, I would see posts and I'd be like, all right, all right well. you know, like, it, you know, if somebody going to let me know when I need to come drop this. I was like, no, no. But, you know, I think they're going to want you to come out this summer to Kansas to defend it, at least at some show they're doing out there. I was like, well, OK, you know, uh, somebody <laughs> going to get me the details, you know, like, yeah, it was real weird. It, it was kind of it was almost like um, it was almost like those those people who bring their own belts to shows and say, oh, I'm a champion back here or whatever. And you're like, oh, that guy's just making it up because he doesn't want to have to take a loss. You know, he's just telling telling everybody how he's oh, I got a belt, you know, so if I lose, I need to it needs to be a count out or something. You know, like, whatever. You're full of crap, man. I felt yeah. that way. I felt like I was walking around this like who what company's belt is this? Well, it's yeah. T-A-P-W. <laughs> and where do you do shows for them? Well, I've never actually done a show for them. Uh, and you're their <laughs> champion. Yeah, yeah. So when I gave the Bert, Bert the belt, I was like, you know, good luck. Uh, I don't know <laughs> the rules here. Uh, I'm sure somebody will contact you eventually. Just let them know online you have the belt now. That's funny. I'll have to ask him about that, too. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to wrestle um, uh, Duke Cornell for the uh, they're going to unify the two belts. or whatever. Yeah, so. for the for the Tiger weight. Yeah. 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 So that's another what a Tiger that... weight is, but I, I don't think I am a Tiger weight. You would think, well, I mean, and that's what he was, uh, you know, talking to me about and everything too, is, you know, uh, Bert's full of crap. If he says he's under 200 pounds, that's a lie. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've stood next to him. I I, I can tell you he's, he's not under 200 pounds. He was 220 when I wrestled him for the 205 belt. I'm just telling you right now. (laughs) So I could, I could still challenge that loss too. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm still the rightful champion there. See Hill persona's coming out, man. (laughs) Yeah, that was the big thing that's happened since then. I um I officially went heel again. You did. Yep. Uh so I hadn't been heel since 2006, maybe. Oh. Um yeah, that was the last time I wrestled as a heel. And when I say heel, you like, you know, my character was, oh, I'm this cocky, young, arrogant, know-it-all, you know, clearly mm-hmm. he doesn't know it all. He's a rookie basically still, you know, but he you know, just, I'm, I thought I was such a pretty boy and I get, get all, you know, so I was portraying that type of heel. Right. And at 40 years old, I can't really play that character. You know, it, it'd be kind of a crowd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Midlife you know, crisis like I'm, I'm, or something there. Well, I tell people, you know, they used to, my booker used to put me out there for the, the young girls. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the teenage girls would scream when I would come out there, or what, you know, the, the, the Jeff Hardy effect, I called it. Yeah. Because my hair kind of looked like Jeff Hardy. I kind of wore baggy clothes like Jeff Hardy. I had a, I could be your, your uh, Kmart version of Jeff Hardy. So they would put, you know, the promoter says, well, every time I put you out there, you know, I'll get more teenage girls to come back to the shows. <laughs> well, now I'm, I'm, I wrestle for the moms. <laughs> That's what my friend Ray always tells me. He goes, I want to put you out there for that, for that uh, MILF crowd. <laughs> you can be their magic Mike ish, you know, the, the, uh, the yeah, teenage girls aren't screaming for me anymore, but the, their moms are definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, Man. so I couldn't really play that heel character anymore. It was um, so I, it's been interesting. So I tried more of a, I'm the angry veteran who's mad at the way indie wrestling is changing around him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing the, this persona of uh, you know, I'm I'm almost like Cobra Kai 
you know, I'm, I'm the bad karate teacher. Right. Who's, who's I'm going to save karate in the Valley. Well, I'm going to save Oklahoma wrestling by making sure everybody's doing it my way, the right way. And none of these spot monkeys and we call them LARPers, the live action role play kids. It's like, Oh, yeah. you're, you're not a real wrestler. You're just LARPing. Cause you, you watched wrestling on TV. And <laughs> you know, if, if you're a bad guy and you're putting out gimmick stands or you're, you're out there breaking kayfabe with the fans. Like I'm calling you out. Can't be in my locker room. Yeah. I, I have to say, I am really enjoying everything about it. And I know I've, I've messaged you about that. You know, uh, as soon as you came out as Hill, I was like, okay, I'm really digging this. Cause I think it was the night that you faced Dan Weber, wasn't it? Well, it was Coco actually. Coco. Okay. But Dan Weber came out and helped you that night. Yeah, so Coco and Dan, so the long story was Coco and Dan were like this rookie tag team. That's right, yes, okay. But Coco was winning all of his singles matches, and and Dan was starting to lose all his matches. Mm -hmm. And I, being a guy who had helped Dan and helped train Dan, pulled Dan aside and said, hey, man, like, this Coco's kind of leaving you behind. You know, you you need to quit being such boys with him and get competitive, or else you're going to be the afterthought. Yeah, You know, so I, I was planning the seed of dissent there. So I have my match with Coco for the hometown heroes title. And then I say, there's a referee bump and me and Coco are both being white meat baby faces and checking on the ref. And I say, I'm going to go to the back and get some help. So as <laughs> I start to go to the back, I turn and look and see the hometown heroes title just sitting there. And I pick it up and I walk back to the ring and I kind of act like I'm going to hit Coco and Dan runs out there, grabs out of my hands. Says, "What are you doing? You know that's not how we win matches." And I say, "You know, I'm basically telling Dan, do you trust me? Do you want to be? Do you want to be good? Do you want to be the best? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him." So he turns around and hits him for me. You know, but he's like, "You." So it, essentially, the storyline was a, a battle for Dan Weber's soul. Yeah, you know the, the 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 I'm the evil demon on the shoulder, and Coco was the angel, and he you know. I'm taking him down the wrong path, but ever since he joined me, he's, he's winning all his matches and he's you know more dominant than ever. So is it the wrong decision? We'll have to see it so far. It seems to be uh, working out very well for him. Yeah. But you know, the interesting, so I, I say that, I, so I was trying to play this, um, this more complex version of a heel, right? I didn't want to yeah. be just a simple heel. Yeah. The problem is, and it's what I always teach people is that sometimes simple is better. Uh, what's the expression in, in medicine? If you hear hoofs, think horses, not zebras. Right. Um, well, in wrestling, you know, trying to be this complicated character sometimes is, is not the best way to go. Fans need simple. Fans need to understand if you're a bad guy or a good guy and what your motivation is within 10 seconds of seeing you. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's your first ever show, I want you to hate Justin Lee within 10 seconds. I don't need you to read five pages of backstory. How right. do we get here? Yep. And so even though I've, I've really been wanting to portray the, the, the Cobra Kai type, you know, bad sensei, the character has quickly evolved into back into my more cocky, arrogant, uh, <laughs> full of himself, egotistical version of a heel, which, yeah. uh, you know, Tim is the booker, you know, and, and Tim's like, I kind of like that one better to be honest with you, Justin. I, I just think, you have, and we talked about this on the previous episode, you got that punch me face, right? It's yeah. just, <laughs> people want to hit you, you know, and, and if all you got to do is look at him with that cocky face and the crowd hates you. Uh, and he's right. So I, I'm kind of devolving the character from what I originally was trying to do into more of a, uh, 
traditional, just letting my hopeful, what, what I have, my charisma, my, my want people wanting to punch me charisma. Uh, you know, so I surround myself with better guys and I'm just, you know, I'm just your classic cocky heel going out there. And uh, the only difference is I try to, I, I try to out wrestle my opponents still, yeah, yeah, but I do so in a cocky manner. So every time I, I'll land a hammerlock. I'll turn to the crowd and go, that's a hammerlock. And then I'll transition to a headlock. I'm like, that's a headlock. And then I'll do something fancy and convert it back into something, you know, some hold they've never seen before. I'll go, we call that a courting hold. You guys never seen that one, right? You know, and so I'll call out 10 holds and just, you know, be proud of my wrestling skills, but almost to a, to a fault to the point where then, you know, the guy will turn around and just punch me in the face and he'll say, that's a right cross. (laughs) That always makes for a good spot. Do you go through the arm bar and everything? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I say. I'm, I'm a good chain wrestler. So I was like, yeah. well, how can I be a good chain wrestler and a heel? So I was like, all right, this is how we'll do it. I, I'll be so good at it that I'm calling my shots. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm giving the crowd a free lesson while I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, and that's how I explain is that, you know, if you sign up to wrestle me, you owe me 25 bucks for the wrestling lesson that I'm about to give you. Uh, yeah, I like that's that. That's the, uh, the character that I'm portraying. <laughs> It was funny. Last week I added a, uh, I was wrestling thrash mm-hmm. and, uh, great you know, guy. So I was, yo, I love thrash. Yeah. Uh, it, we'll, we can talk about him in a second, but yeah, he's come a long way. Yeah. Um, but I, I did a thing where I would do that and then like, you know, I'd get him into an arm bar and then he would just pick me up, scoop, slam me and just put me down hard. Yeah. And so when he would do that, I would run and grab the ref. I go, and I'd take him over to the table to the bell keeper's table and say two point deduction he grabbed tights that's two point mark down the scorecards <laughs> as if we had judges who were judging yeah, <laughs> yeah no it, it's just like I said just little cocky elements like that you know I, I love playing the you know I find a way to win but I you know at the end of it I'm, I'm all beat up and and you know out of it so like the last two matches you know I had Alex put me through table or mm-hmm. Jesse or I'm sorry Thrash and the and the weatherman you know beat me up at the end of the last match Right, uh, the, the guy, the guy from Channel Eight, weather. Bud Ford. Bud Ford, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was fun after that one. Is after I, I let Bud, you know, sock me, and then Thrash socked me, and then they gave me, you know, and then as I rolled out of the ring and my guys are carrying me, I, I uh, it's one of the things I love about wrestling. Is what makes it really fun to be a heel. Mm-hmm. Is that I was playing that, you know, I, I was out of it. I have no idea where I'm at, what I'm doing, and I kept walking up to random ladies in the crowd and saying, you know, go start the car, baby, go start the car. <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell these women were like oh my god what is this person doing like i'm trying to <laughs> climb over the guardrail and like and like I'm, I'm trying to grab sodas out of people's hands like did you already pay for our drinks you know and, and then um I, I the last person i was like i leaned over and i said uh did, did you call my mom is she outside to pick me up from the skating rink wrestling <laughs> in an old skating rink yeah yeah so i flashed back to when i was 16 the last time i was in skateland uh but it was funny because one of the inside jokes about me is that my mom makes the best pasta salad. Really? Uh, oh my gosh. It, it, my mom's pasta salad has become legendary amongst the wrestling circles. Like huh. it, it got me over. Uh, okay. I, they, people invite me to things because you can bring your mom's pasta salad. Okay. We're going to invite you. So I'm going to get my mom <laughs> to make this pasta salad. So every, you know, so the old school guys have all had my mom's pasta salad. So Burnham, uh, who, you know, wrestling historian and commentator at WFC, he's been around a yeah. long time. Yep. He hears me say the thing about my mama picking me up and he screams out, have her bring some pasta salad. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was one of those ones where I'm trying to stay in character and I start laughing. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying to like not, you know, smile while he's saying this. 
but yeah, it's it's fun being a heel, man. Like I, I'll tell you, there's it's 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 healthier. Yeah, you're uh, you don't have to take quite the beating. You know, you can kind of save all your bumps for the end. Right. Uh, and you know, which is the best part for me because it's going to extend my career. Because uh, as a white meat babyface, I, I just went out there and took a beating. Uh, almost every single match was just me taking heat. Because I'm kind of old school like that. I, I feel like I don't try to necessarily go out there and have a five-star banger yeah. match. I try to tell the story. And, you know, the story is always better if it looks like all hope is lost, if it looks like you're going to lose this match. Right. right. And you can't do that if you're constantly coming back. Yeah. So I'm very much in the style of, you know, and this is kind of the wrestler training me. You know, there's four parts to a match. There's mm-hmm. your shine. There's your heat. There's your comeback. There's your finish. Yep. So – you know, it, I always put it into movie terms, right? So your shine is where, okay, meet the meet the hero of our story. You know, here here's Batman, and here's what Batman does. He he beats up bad guys, and you know, right? So you establish Batman right at the beginning of a movie, right? You, you mm-hmm. have him do something heroic and cool and awesome, right? But now you got to establish his villain, right? Something mm-hmm. that oh, I don't know if he can overcome this, right? And that's what the heat is of the match. It's where the bad guy cuts you off and he just starts beating you up, yeah, and the heat should constantly be coming at you, right? It should, you know, because in other words, we don't want to see a movie where Batman is only rest, or wrestling, only fighting a, you know, a low-level villain. Nobody wants to see that. Right. Right. How would you stick around for 90 minutes to watch Batman beat up, you know, street thug mugger? No. <laughs> no. You want to have some massive, iconic villain who's evil and maybe, you know, somehow up to the task of maybe he's better than Batman, you know, maybe he's Bane, maybe he can do everything yep. Batman can do, or maybe he's Joker, maybe he's so psychotic that the only way to beat him is to kill him and Batman won't kill him. So what's Batman going to do, right? Right. You have to cr- create that drama by taking that beating, that, that, that just that beat down. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of wrestlers don't do that anymore. That, you know, they, they want their, well, I got to, we call it GMSI. I got to get my shit in, right? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I'm I'm very much the opposite. You know, if you go watch my babyface matches, there were times I might have had three offensive moves, including the finish. Yeah. So you know that heat is so important because that's where you 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 finally build up a crowd behind you is when you're selling that heat, but you're never giving up. You know, you're constantly trying to fight back. You're right. constantly getting back up to your feet just to get knocked back down. But you never lay down. You never stay down. You're always fighting back up, right? And that's where the crowd starts to kind of support you. They want to see that change. You, you build that suspense of, is this guy going to be able to do it? Is he going to, but if you're constantly coming back, oh, I give the heel two moves, then I take one, then I give him two and then I take, right. Then, then it's just back and forth. And I understand that's what, you know, the five-star, the banger match, whatever you want to call it, you know, has a lot of back and forth to it. But me personally, and again, this is my personal take. That's not my style of match. I don't like that. I don't feel that tells a story. And I don't think it, that gets me behind your character. Right. It just makes me appreciate your athleticism. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, if I'm a bad guy, I don't want you to appreciate anything about me. Right. I want you to hate my guts. Yep. And I learned that from, um, you know, the great Bolo was a wrestler in OPW when I first started back in 2001. Mm-hmm. Bolo had been around wrestling the territory uh, since the 70s. Um, you know, so every, he'd, he'd been through every, every variation of Oklahoma and even you know, parts of Texas, parts of Arkansas, parts of Missouri, parts of Kansas. Mm-hmm. He's a big, big, big Indian guy. Okay. He always wore a mask. Uh, had a big old belly, you know, looked like Buddha, but but he was in good shape, man. He, he was, <laughs> he could go. Yeah. But man, he he, you know, he, put it this way, he took one leg of bear, and that was his, his shoot name. You know, he, he took one leg of bear, and bear could rip you apart if this were a real fight. I'm just telling you right now, big big Indian dude. Oh. But 
the lightest worker you'll ever meet. He uh-huh. just always took care of you. Always. But one thing about Bolo is Bolo was hated. It didn't matter if he went out there and lost this week, they were going to boo him just as hard next week. And that's, that was because he constantly stayed in heel mode. He never tried to say, well, I want to look cool. Right. Well, I want to look tough. Right. I mean, not saying that he didn't look tough, but you know what I mean? It was right. that, that he wasn't chasing the five-star banger. He was chasing the, I want these people to hate my guts by the time this match is over. And, yeah. I, and he always achieved that. And so that's kind of my heel mentality is from the second I come out through that curtain, what can I do to make them hate me more? What can I do to make them hate me more? Never. Right. What can I do to make them buy my t-shirt? Never. What can I do to get more fans You know, yeah. to, to come to my website? It's just, what can I do to make them hate me more? And if you do that, right. You have a long career. Yes. Right. Cause, cause yeah. if the promoter can trust that, look, whoever I put against this guy is going to get cheered. That's yeah. what they need. Yeah. You know, they don't, cause at some point, like I said, you, you do the five-star banger match. That's great. They might remember that the match was good, but that doesn't necessarily get you over. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of went off on a tangent. There, uh, no, that that's totally fine. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Uh, I had somebody tell me, uh, I don't remember who it was, but the character that you were doing before, like you said, you simplified it to be, you know, just that cocky character. At first, it felt like it was a heel more towards the boys than it was to the fans. And (laughs) I kind of liked the psychology behind that because it, it was almost like people were like, wait a minute, what's going on? Because then on that side, you've got Alex Royal over here who's playing the baby face you know and I, I, people weren't really used to that happening at, at that time so yeah and that, you know that was the great thing about that the i loved my series with alex um mm-hmm. the uh because it, but alex is such a natural heel yeah and so he, he is uncomfortable in that that white meat baby face role right um and i'm not saying he didn't do a good job with it, but you can tell his strength is and so i played that up into the story yeah i said alex like you can't be their hero and do what you have to do to beat me. Cause you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Right. But you, you have morals. Now <laughs> you have a line that you can't cross or else they're going to boo you. Uh-huh. Like you can't be the hero and beat me. So you got to choose. Yeah. And ultimately him trying to be the hero. I was able to win the feud or right. dot, 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 you know, right. Or so we think, yeah. um, but that, you know, but that was, yeah. But as far as me healing on the boys, there were a few things I drew from and, you know, I, Again, I don't have heat with it. I mean, I don't really care. You know, put it this way. <laughs> there's some. There's something at the buffet for everybody. And wrestling right. is better if there's a buffet. Yeah. Um, that being said, there are certain things people do that I think are detrimental to the business. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I can stop people from doing them. Right. So it is what it is. And, and I'm sure people have said that for years, right? Every every generation of wrestler looks at the next generation of wrestlers and says, you're not doing it right. You know? Yeah. So again it's always going to evolve and change a little bit our matches look nothing like you know anything luthes would have gone out there and wrestled so it's it, it's not like you know who might have tell luthes he was doing it wrong right you know yeah um but there were th- certain things like for example uh one of the things that drives me crazy is, is bad guys selling merch and <laughs> okay I, I they do and, and i i you know again i was just always taught no 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 we right. bad guys don't sell merch so, yeah, I, I give the guys a hard time and I'll always, you know, voice my opinion on it in a fun way. Like I said, I'm not right. They want to make their 10 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever, off the merch table. I'm not going to stop them. You know, <laughs> Jason Jones, whether he's a healer or baby, he's going to go out there at that, that table and I can't blame him. You know, he makes <laughs> money off that, that table. For yeah, sure. He knows how to push merch. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just, people always ask me, are you going to sell Justin Lee shirts? I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll put some on the website you can buy. Yeah. If you really want to be a bad guy. Yeah. But honestly, I would rather sell a shirt that's anti Justin Lee and get you to buy that. You know, oh. Justin Lee sucks. Uh, you know, that's a great idea. <laughs> right. But that's, I mean, saying that's what you, you know, and t- uh, Tim used to do that. He used to go buy the upside down horn shirts when he was doing the Texas gimmick uh-huh. and get them in OU colors. <laughs> and sell those at, at a table you know they didn't know it was his merch table yeah they, you know he just had his wife set up a table and it's like hey you want to buy some i hate tim merchandise basically that's that says cool. texas sucks on it you know <laughs> uh, and everybody would buy it it was is a genius tim was smart that way um so yeah so i said i'd rather you be buying my heel merch than my you know that you like me merch you know i i get it you know modern day wrestling there's a lot of people that are going to cheer for the heels right I get it i cheered for the heels too sometimes you know when i was young um, yeah it, but again, like I think that it's better if we have a hero um, that's clearly a hero and a villain that's clearly a villain. Yeah. The the uh, the protagonist and the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what I mean. You, you go back in time. You know what is wrestling? Wrestling is storytelling, right? What, right. what do every great story needs a protagonist, yep. and he needs to evolve through through the series of events that you're reading or through the movie that you're watching. He needs mm-hmm. to start off one way. And then he needs to be taken down or beaten down by a set of circumstances. But then he finds the means to overcome those circumstances. And by the end of the story, he's a different person than he was at the beginning of the story. Right. Right. And that's what wrestling should be. But like I said, if you're trying to play the the well, I'm, I'm a cool heel or I'm a I'm a heel bad guy or what, you know, whatever it is or mm-hmm. heel good guy. You know, it just to me, it doesn't work. You know, so yeah. I'd rather you eat, sleep, breathe the gimmick. You know, bad guys don't sell merch. They don't shake hands. You know, and, they, you know, I, I so I'll have people that buy my merch to do. And so sometimes if, if they're going to do that, I want them to be as obnoxious as they can. I'm like, <laughs> hey, if you're going to cheer for me, you better be obnoxious to the point where everybody hates you for cheering for me. And then <laughs> then I can work with you. Otherwise, I'll just walk right past you. I won't even look at you. I'll pretend you, do, you aren't there. So you can cheer me all you want. Hold up all your Justin signs. I'm just going to keep walking by you. Now, if you're being obnoxious and getting the crowd to boo you uh, and hate your guts, then, OK, then I'll embrace that. <laughs> well i still have my justin lee shirt that i got from you at the solemn spring show you know i may still be a baby in arkansas i don't know we'll have to see. <laughs> you may <laughs> be yeah if i ever make it back to arkansas if they don't want to use me as a heel well hopefully something will happen soon to where we can get you back over here in arkansas we've got yeah well, i'm sure you know tim's always running wfc in crazy out of the way places so right i'm i'm sure we're gonna get it we were supposed to run in coffee bill okay um this actually would have been this week Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess, uh, the mayor of Coffeeville or something stepped in and stopped it from happening. Really? So yeah, there was some kind of story there. I don't know. Huh? Uh, but yeah, so there was these Coffeeville sucks <laughs> or the Coffeeville <laughs> mayor sucks. Uh, yeah. things going around online. <laughs> stopped us from being able to do our, our play fighting. Wow. That, uh, that surprises me actually, because you know, you would think that it's a good cause. It's, in the name wrestling for a cause so you know you would think that they would be you know more open to things like that i don't know maybe the mayor's trying to build his heel persona maybe yeah maybe setting up the big match down there (laughs) (laughs) there you go he he can wrestle bud ford yes yeah no no see wrestling bud is fun you know that's kind of one of those things that uh it was fun for me because it sort of evolved naturally yeah with the bud ford so if you guys don't you guys probably don't know if you're listening to this uh Bud Ford is a local weatherman in Tulsa uh-huh. who likes wrestling. Right. So uh, he had 
heard about WFC and wrestling for a cause. And he'd, he had told Tim a while back, hey, why don't you come on here and promote your show? So Tim got a few minutes to promote the show and they showed a few clips. And that was about it. Well, the guy said, well, why don't you come back to promote the show, bring a few of the guys with you. So next time Tim asked me and uh, one of the Johnnies uh-huh. uh, from Toxic Masculinity to come up there. And uh, I believe it was Johnny Lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I get my Johnnies mixed up. Uh, but I think it was Johnny Lightning. It was, um, yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, well, I say Lightning. I mean, I, I know who they are. I just sometimes right. I forget what their gimmick names are. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's interesting because, you know, you, you think you're going there. You don't know if they're going to pre-tape it, you know, and then air it later or if you're going on the show live. Right. It turns out we were going live. Oh. And they didn't give us a whole lot of direction, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just knew, hey, be a heel, be a heel, be a heel. And so as soon as he called on me, I just went to full on heel mode and, and I was just kind of putting him down and, you know, b- bad mouthing, you know, saying that I'm the reason people come out. I'm the reason wrestling for a cause makes money. The reason we can take care of these kids is because people will line up down the street to buy tickets to see me wrestle. You know, it's like rock- watching Michael Jordan in his prime, you know, that, you know, so I, I did that yeah. whole yeah. playing it up gimmick. And it was funny because my heart was racing before we started because it's a different environment. Yeah, you're not in a wrestling ring. You're in a, you know, you're in a news studio. So these aren't wrestling fans around you. Nobody's right. really sure. You know, everybody there is acting very professional and talking in a very friendly voice. <laughs> you know, the guy, you know, going on before you, showing off nice, beautiful artwork that's a display at a local museum, and then yeah, you know, there's a local singer's standing over to the side, getting ready to you know play his local songs, and everybody's <laughs> just being all nice. You know, and here I am. I'm wearing this bright gold silver shirt. You know, yeah. Elvis sunglasses. <laughs> walking around with a title belt around my waist and talking, you know, using my heel persona all over the place. You know, I, I didn't fit in there. Yeah. And you get a little nervous, like maybe I'm going too far with it. Maybe I'm doing too, but it turns out Bud loved it. You know, he's it like, was oh my perfect. gosh, that was yeah. great. You know, it was yeah. perfect. Like, let's get him back on here and we can do some more back and forth. So we did that and then he came out to the show and hosted it. So it was great. Uh, but it's like I said, it's one of those things that sort of, uh, Tim wanted me to be that version of Justin. That's the one, you know, he kind mm-hmm. of, knew about 15, 20 years ago when I was healing, when he came, when we first started working together. Yeah. Um, and so he liked that version of Justin. That's what he wanted me to be. In fact, he even said that to me, he goes, man, where's this Justin been? This is the heel I want to see. Uh, you know, like I said, again, it kind of came down to when he said that, I was like, you're right. Maybe I'm being a little too cerebral with my heel character. Yeah. You know, um, you know, these people, if I, I, I like the idea of I'm trying to save Oklahoma wrestling. Mm-hmm then people have to understand well, what's he saving it from, you know, what, what's wrong with it. And then you start explaining the intricacies of the business and how right. it's changed. And I don't, it's people aren't, people aren't buying money for that. You know, yeah. they, they want to see somebody that they can hate within 10 seconds. Like I said, so, well, I, it's I, great. You know, Tim, Tim's put a belt on me and I like having a belt. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a very heavy belt. And from what oh I hear, my God, it it's is. the heaviest belt ever. <laughs> it really, really is like, it's, I've never felt a belt this heavy. Really? Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's almost uncomfortable to wear. <laughs> like when I have to wear it out to the ring, uh-huh. like you can, like after a while, you're like, all right, ready to take this thing off. It's like wearing like, it's like wearing weights around your ankles or, you know, something you're just Ooh. like, this is going to be a lot lighter when I can finally take this off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's a beautiful belt. I like the HTH. It's different looking people all, you know, it, it makes yeah. people think. It's actually got a pretty good little history too. Just the matches that have been had for it. Mm-hmm. it's to the point where it's actually considered the same as the heavyweight title as far as it's not considered a 
a secondary title in WWE. Okay. It's considered, you know, on par with the heavyweight title at times better than the heavyweight title, even just because of who's held the belt and what kind of matches they've, they've had for the belt and how the belt's been elevated over the years. Yeah. Some very, very important matches and bet some of the best matches have happened for, or the best storylines, I should say, have happened for that belt. Yeah. So like I said, it's kind of like a, an elevated title. It's, and it's cool. Um, I sort of accidentally ended up undefeated in WFC. Uh, yeah. 20 and 0, right? 20 and 0. Yeah. I mean, I, I lost some tag matches and stuff, but we're talking singles matches. Right. Those weren't your fault, the tag matches. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, but the, uh, but it's funny just because I kind of told Tim one day, I was like, because uh, actually, I think it was back in August, um, or August or no, nah, it might have been October. Uh-huh. Anyway, I was supposed to wrestle Tim, and Tim okay. was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll have you know, I'll have him run in. will be a DQ. I go, well, you know, if I if I lose by DQ, then that's my first loss in WFC. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, I'm 16 and 0. And he goes, really? I was like, and I'm fine taking the loss. I mean, I'll, I'll lose to you any day, Tim. But you sure you don't want to save this 16 and 0 undefeated streak for you know, make it mean something. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do a, a no finish. So that way it turns into a tag match or whatever. So there was, there was, it was a no contest. So we could keep the undefeated streak. So we could use that to, you know, for the guy who finally shuts me up, you know, yeah. ends the streak. Yeah. Uh, sort of Goldberg esque without the baby face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really cool to see because that's been going on since 2020 when you can't, you 2020 is when you came back, wasn't it? Uh, right. In WFC. Yeah. So first match was in 2020. Yeah. Wow. So, you so know, 20 and 0 for 2020, that. 2021, 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, kinda, it's wild. I was going through the <laughs> list of all the names that you've actually faced since you've been back and everything. And that's a pretty impressive list. You know, I've actually had quite a few of them, you know, here on the podcast too. So, uh, yeah. The only bad thing about that is you go back down that list. Now I I owe those guys one, so I'm gonna have to right. wrestle for another five years to, to give everybody back their wins. <laughs> <laughs> so I told everyone I was like, you know, can we can we just do a gauntlet match and get all over with them one night? I'll just lay down. <laughs> I owe you a win. I owe you a win. I owe you a win. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if my body can hold up for another five years of doing this, guys. <laughs> you got this. You can do it, man. I have faith in you. Well, you know, it, it's funny. I'm I'm I'm, I'm as you get older. Uh-huh. things i think undertaker put it best you go you know it doesn't um you work twice as hard for half the results sometimes yeah uh that being said i'm not old i'm 40 no. right it's not old but it is getting older and i do have to be more careful like when i do my training class um i i don't demonstrate as often as i used to i'll have somebody <laughs> else demonstrate moves and so, you know and it's just a matter of you know hey you guys if you get you know if you get your back all swollen up tonight you heal back by tomorrow me, yeah. it takes about a week for this thing to heal back so before I can walk straight again. So I'm going to save my bumps for the matches. Uh, every now and then I jump in there, and, you know, just to show them how that I still can do it. Uh, like the other night, I, I had a, you used to do an innovative backslide where instead of dropping to my knees on the backslide, I would actually drop down almost into like a splits position. Okay. Um, and I was, I thought I was teaching one of the young guys that, you know, I was like, Hey, do it like this. This would be a lot cooler. This is how I used to do it. Uh-huh. He, he did it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can't do that anymore, can you? And of course, you know, me, I got to go, all right, get over here. So I demonstrated <laughs> I still could do it. Yeah. But then, man, my legs were hurting for like a week after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I got to save them for the I got to save them for the real shows. I can't yeah. do it like that anymore. So I've been seeing videos of you uh, 
going with the uh, with the hunger dojo. And there's a name that I wanted to ask you about. There's a guy that wears a chicken mask. His name's Beta Cluck. Beta Cluck, yeah, yeah. It, that poor kid. He's <laughs> he's kind of your uh, <laughs> your, your wrestling buddy, I guess you could say. You know, he's yeah, my crash gonna... test dummy of sorts. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, it, it's a it's sort of a play on a couple of things. Um, I think there's another organization in town that has a wrestler who wears that mask. Oh. Um, yeah. And so I, when I found that mask in Mexico, I'd picked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd actually picked it up in Cozumel. Okay. And then I didn't, I didn't know about the other wrestler, but then someone said, Oh, you know, that such and such company has a guy wrestling with that mask. I was like, Oh man, that would have been funny. They, they beat me to the funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then like when I, when I would do my training videos, I didn't want it to bury any of my guys. And so I would make, you know, I was like, we'll put a mask on. Yeah. So if we do this, then at least you're not, uh, you know, but so we're kind of coming to the name. I was like, uh, if you know, uh, sorry, we're going to get vulgar here. What, what a beta is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We thought a beta cluck would be funny because, <laughs> you know, a beta is somebody who's not the alpha. Yeah. So obviously if, if Justin Lee's running around there and being the alpha, yeah. then everybody else would be a beta to him. Yep. Uh, there you go. And then, you know, yep. cluck because uh-huh. he's wearing a chicken mask. Exactly. Uh, of course, a, uh, I'll let you guys, you know, if you want to Google what a beta is, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into it on this show. No, we, we, we won't go any further with that one. <laughs> it's a family show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, that, was, that, was a, that was a term that was being used a couple years back that had kind of come in, back into, into um, I, I think I saw it on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh, Sweet D called somebody a soy boy beta. <laughs> uh, just for whatever reason i thought that was the funniest thing uh because i got it yeah i was like oh i know what that means that'd be a funny thing to call somebody man that was such Sorry, a good man. show too uh I-, I love always sunny in philadelphia um yeah she, she actually did another show and she wasn't sweet d on there but it was called the the mick did you ever watch the mick Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she was like a housekeeper or something, or she was the sister of that rich family, and they went to yeah. prison. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was like her, like with a rich family or something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she plays the exact same character almost in that oh, as Sweet D. But it it's great if you ever get a chance to look that one up. It's it's a pretty funny show. Well, the, the guy who plays Dennis is just the best. Oh yeah, uh, D- Dennis Reynolds is is the the greatest heel character ever. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I mean, I, I can relate to him on so many levels. You know, he's just stuck in the nostalgia of the past. He's just everybody around him is an imbecile, and yeah, uh, you know, he's just so full of himself, dude. I mean, it's, he's just the best. No, yeah, no, I could watch. We used to watch It's Always Sunny all the time around here. Oh yeah, uh, every once in a while, the wife and I will uh, bust that out. We'll be like, oh, we don't have anything to watch right now. So uh, yeah, we'll watch something that we. Uh, you know, I've watched many times before. I think right now, though, we're doing Reno 911 all over again. Yeah, you know, I, I was into the original Reno 911. I was really into. Yeah. That movie, the first movie was pretty funny. Yes. And uh, then that last movie they did was terrible. I actually didn't watch the last one because oh, I heard such bad don't. things about yeah. it. So like it was, it was, it was basically very political without being funny political oh no and it was kind of like who is this for do you guys know <laughs> like yeah like like who like this isn't funny 
No. Um, yeah, no, I was too bad, unfortunately. But yeah, no, we used to, I used to, you sound like you came from the same era of TV watching as me. Uh, <laughs> that was always on in my house. And, you know, I'm, re- I'm going back and rewatching is a house. That's such a great show. Oh, it's so good. You know, I, I, I watched them all, you know, back in the day before you could, you know, go back and watch shows whenever you wanted to. I used to stay home and watch that show. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd make that always one of my, oh, I can't miss house. And so I missed a lot of episodes because of whatever night it was on. Sometimes I would have something going on. So I've never gone back and rewatched till now. And so I'm finally back up. I'm back to coming up through season six. If you guys never watched House, it's, it's a good show. It's it's basically in Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Um, the character is Sherlock Holmes. I was just about to Sherlock bring that Holmes up. <laughs> doctor. Yes. Uh, in fact, they, they have little nods like yep. uh, instead of his assistant being Watson or uh, uh, Wilson, the ga- or Watson's. Watson. It, well, yeah, yeah. H- Holmes's was Watson. Yeah, and and his is Wilson. Yep. Uh, like even his address on the show was like a take on Sherlock Holmes' address. Yeah, uh, and they'll always throw like subtle little nods to uh, Sherlock Holmes in there, so that you get like this is Sherlock Holmes only with medicine. Right. Like well, everything and, down to his drug addiction and everything else. Yeah, that's. I was just about to say that. You know, it even went as far as that because the original story was that he was a drug addict, you know? And so when they had House bring that in, and I remember whenever I found that little nugget that they had done that, and it was whenever I saw his street address or on, uh, yeah. on his apartment, I was like, wait a minute. Yes. I was like, I know that from somewhere, and I looked it up, and I was like, that's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, my God, but he it, is Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> what was the name? What was the uh, street? It was... Um... It, oh my gosh. B Baker. I know that. Uh, Baker Street. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the reason I know that is because there was a bar here in Tulsa for years called Baker Street Pub. And it was basically a Sherlock Holmes kind of themed bar. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, the bathroom was hidden behind a, a secret bookcase. Okay. You know, you'd have to push this bookcase in. And it was funny. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it was a sort of English pub, you know, set up to be like yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Okay. It was a great bar. Uh, 221B Baker. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So I, I like going back and watching some of that classic stuff. That's me though. Like, I, when I get a chance to watch wrestling, I, I don't watch current wrestling. I go back and I watch wrestling from that, you know, '90s, 2000s, '80s, yeah. even. Yeah. I don't know why, I, man. I'm just stuck in my time. I guess I'm kind of the same way. I went back and I know it was probably the worst time to watch WCW, but I've went back and started watching the last few episodes. Like these were the last ones that they had. 2000s. Yes. And I don't know why, but it just to kind of see where things were starting to go sour and everything and seeing the storylines that they had going on and things like that. And it was, it's interesting to go back and watch that stuff. You know, what's so crazy though. I, I, I often, uh, I fantasy book that in my head. Sometimes I was like, I think they could have easily saved this company. Yeah. They just couldn't get out of their way. Um, right. Cause like, if you look at some of the talent they had, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you talk about, you know, the, the filthy animals and, and just, you know, all, all those guys, uh, uh, Ray Mysterio and, you know, all these guys who were stars. Right. They easily could have built that company around, but they just couldn't. And I think it was that Vince Russo booking. It was like it was mm-hmm. just too chaotic. There was it was too hard to follow, too hard. You know, nobody was being built up. Everything was just like we got to blow our load right now. We yeah. can't, you know, we can't build anything up. We got to do it right now. Right. And I think, yeah, ultimately, then why buy a pay-per-view if you don't care about the matches? Right. So, yeah. Well, I, I heard something and it was a it was just a little little section of something that uh, Vince Russo had said. 
And it was talking about whenever he had David Arquette win the heavyweight championship. And his argument for the reason why he did it was, is that's the only time that they were front page for New York times. And there's a certain logic to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> but you do sacrifice something else with that too. Right. Kinda, you know, Snoop Dogg, the night on WrestleMania pinned a former, you know, two time triple crown or yeah. You know, whatever Miz yeah. know, champion uh, with, with a one punch and one elbow. Right. You know, like, like how did that help the company? <laughs> you know, right. Other than I, I mean, that was on that the clip. Right. I mean, that was on the fly, you know, because of what happened with Shane, you know, so right, right. him being able to uh, uh, make an audible like that, you know, that was pretty impressive. It was know? interesting. Yeah. And he, uh, I saw the video, I guess the cameraman told him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wild part. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. You know, I, I heard everyone got really kind of, um, I've been fascinated by the Vince McMahon stuff, man. Like, yeah, I think what he did, I, I called it from a mile away the second he said he was retired i told everybody who kept you know posting these thank you vince you know posts and it was time for him to go and blah blah blah. And, yeah you know i was like you guys are idiots if you think he's gone i'm telling right. you i was like we went through this three times yeah like pat patterson has been retired and then back working there within less than six months a, a hundred times <laughs> yeah. I, you know it happens all the time every time there's a scandal so and so is going to retire. They would, you know, they never actually leave the payroll, and then they're they're back. I was like, if you look at it, he had all the majority voting control he needed to reinstate himself. In other words, right. all he had to do was say, "I think Vince McMahon should be reinstated." All those in favor, me. That's yeah. all you need. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I control 51 percent of the book yeah, of the of the vote. Right. You know, so if everybody else voted against him, he still wins. So that's yeah. all he had to do. I was like, this guy is poised for a hostile takeover anytime he wanted to. Right. I mean, do you think that guy can really stay away? Do you think no. he can really stay away? No. No. And of course he did. You know, and, and then on top of that, him getting the guy that bought it from I thought he was gonna be the Saudis, honestly. Um, I did too. Endeavor worked out just as nicely. The guy said, All right, I'll only buy it if you stay the seat, if you stay running the thing, you know, if you stay the president of it. So right. he signs himself to a three year contract to run wrestling <laughs> and he still has the majority shares. <laughs> so well, there was a, a new thing that came out. He's going to have 18% of the stocks. Right, but uh, nobody else has even close to 18. So right. I mean, it's, he's yeah. still the majority shareholder. Yeah. He just so. he doesn't have a he doesn't have a veto-proof right. voting power. Yeah. But he also has six billion dollars. So you know. <laughs> well, I, I you know it was kind of like whenever he was like they asked me to stay, I was like, oh yeah, they really had to twist your arm for that one, didn't they? <laughs> well, but if you think about it you'd be an idiot not to tell him to stay. And I know people are right. getting, you know, butthurt by that and say, oh, yeah. you know, but Triple H and new stars and push the stars. I go, look, if you look at everything Vince McMahon has gone through, he took a $1 million company, turned it into a you know, $9 billion company. Right. And on top of that, if you look at how many times have they come for him and tried to put him out, yeah. you know, whether it was NWA, whether it was AWA, whether it was UWF, whether it was WCW, whether it was TNA, what, you know, Mm -hmm. Every single person that's ever come up against him, he has defeated and you know grinded them into the ground to where they were working for him later, right? Right. So why would you want that guy out there? That's true. <laughs> Not on you. I mean, like you'd have to be an idiot. Like yeah. I would want, I'd want to keep him on my side till he's dead, just to be safe. Yeah. Because if you get him fired up enough, he could go out there and do it again. Oh yeah. You know, and don't think he wouldn't think about doing it just to prove he could do it one more time. 
Oh, I yeah, know he, that he would. Yeah, for sure. You'd have to be dumb not to hire him back. Like, so, or to, to make sure he stayed on your team. And, and that guy was smart. He said, look, if anyone's going to run wrestling, it's going to be Vince McMahon. And I know, like I said, all the, all the guys in the locker room were all butthurt about it. And I was just yeah. like, dude, like, like get over it. Like, cause Cody didn't win. I was like, oh, well, well like if, if anything, that's, that's a brilliant storytelling. From from what I'm seeing, that was the plan all along was for Cody to to lose at WrestleMania. I'm sure they went back and forth on it, you know. Right. Who knows? Um, but it, in the end, I think probably the right call. Yeah. Well, I uh, mean, I would have, I would have, but I would have moved the title. I would have put Cody over personally. Yeah. I would have thought, hey, if you, if it ain't Cody, who's it going to be? You right. Because it's kind of like then you get in that Goldberg situation where you had to beat everybody. Well, finally, like there's nobody left to really win the streak that deserves it yeah so you just got to kind of well we'll give it to kevin nash right and it's <laughs> i mean you know what i mean it's like nobody was really clamoring for kevin nash to win that so that's kind of way i look at roman it's like well now you're like you made cody was the out of nowhere guy that you know the prodigal son return yeah fulfill the father's dream right okay he didn't do it well now what do you got left because he's already beaten Brock Lesnar 10 times he's beaten yeah. every, you know Bobby Lashley 10 times he's beaten uh, you know whoever else you got 10 times right what's left who's left for him to beat yeah well I was talking to one of my friends about this I've actually had him on the show uh, last year we did a Wrestlemania episode and I think we've done like a Batman episode on here too and uh so yeah, we should have me on for the Batman episode Oh, hey, we can definitely about talk Batman. about some Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you've got like the tights and everything for it too. Oh, shoot. You, you, uh, it's a good thing we're not on camera right now. If you looked behind me, you would see my vintage collection of Kenner 19, <laughs> I'm sorry, of, of Toy Biz 1989 original Batman movie uh, memorabilia. Oh, that's cool. Uh, to the right of that, Batman the Animated Series yeah. Kenner memorabilia, Batman Dark Knight memorabilia. Like, I literally have. Uh, a room full of Batman stuff. Oh, wow. We're going to have to definitely have you back on to talk about Batman then. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I do that Superman celebration every year. That's where I go out to is the, uh, yeah, I'm a big nerd too. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I just talked to them. I'm, I'm booked to get on it this year in June. So. <laughs> oh, cool. That'll be, that'll be really cool. I, I remember seeing the pictures that you posted last year and you actually talked about going to that whenever I had you on. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you my Jerry Lawler story from there. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. So you you told me that you were going to it. You hadn't actually went. You, you yeah. Oh. You said that Jerry Lawler was putting this on. So well, yeah. He well, he works for that company. I should say. Uh, okay. Casey Gold's the promoter. Okay. Uh, but they're based at they're based out of Tennessee, and you know Lawler works basically yes. with them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was funny after I got done wrestling. Uh, it was kind of a weird setup. We were in a building across the street was our locker room. So we had to walk across the street to get to like this parking lot where the wrestling match is. It's in this like uh, fenced off parking lot uh, uh-huh. in the middle of the festival. So don't get me wrong. It's not like we're out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's people walking <laughs> up down the street. There's festival stuff going on. It's kind of like being at a fair or something. Right. Right. Um, but we have to walk across like a street from this gym to where the, the, the ring is. Okay. So as I'm walking back after winning my match, you know, kids are running up, going high five and slap me on the back. And it's, I hear somebody grab me, you know, kind of tap me on the shoulder, go, that looks fake. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I was like, all right, what, who's the knucklehead here? So I turn around, I was about to like, you know, it's kind of like, come on, man. Yeah. And it's freaking Jerry Lawler. giving me a wink. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he just he, he he wasn't even taking part in the wrestling that night. He was out there for doing an autograph signing. Just happened to be walking back to his car. Yeah, and just I guess he caught a few seconds of the match and like. But I was like, you know, that's one of those cool stories. You know, that's cool. Like, you know, you're getting ready to 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 give somebody the business. Like, hey man, come on, you know. Yeah. And then it's it's him. You're like, okay, I I get it. <laughs> it's funny how many people I have on here who have uh, Jerry Lawler stories. I actually had. Uh, Ivan Warsaw, he came on, uh, actually, he came to my garage and recorded with me. And uh, we kind of decided that that was our, uh, whenever we're recording, that would be our favorite wrestler because uh, we, uh, we're we both from the same area as him. We're both from the Memphis area. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll tell you, um, back in 2013, probably, uh-huh. um, I was uh, at least, it's probably before that. It's probably 2011, I bet. Okay. I'd, uh, I'd gone to Memphis with a bunch of other wrestlers, uh, buddies of mine, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon and Max and a few other guys and my, our, our girlfriends, we, we took them all that. So we were going to just hang out on bill street for the night. It was just kind of one of those cheap vacations. Cause you can yeah. drive there. You can find a $40 motel in the hood. Right. Uh, you know, everybody's <laughs> chips in 10 bucks and yeah. you know, you just go walk up down bill street and drink a little. Right. Um, and so that's what we did. And literally as we're walking down the street, in bill street on a friday night it's packed who would you see standing there but jerry lawler and he's hitting on some 20 year old girl <laughs> that's jerry lawler and, man <laughs> right right but you know i mean like think about it. it's like you go to the town where you know the guy's from yeah as a tourist and within you know an hour of being there you see the guy out on yeah. the street you know um it's crazy right and so <laughs> so we're like okay we couldn't help but mark atlas we walked and go, hey man it's jerry lawler like oh this dude's awesome well you would normally think jerry'd be like oh these marks you know get away from me but right you could tell the girl had no idea who he was uh-huh and when we started walking up and putting him over suddenly she started realizing oh this is somebody famous so jerry <laughs> leaned into it a little bit you know oh hey guys what's up yeah you guys want to get a picture you know like <laughs> so <laughs> Because as we were doing that, the girl started getting stars in her eyes going, oh, he really is famous, whatever he was telling me, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, as we're walking off, you know, we could tell we did him a favor, and he's smiling, like, because, you know, all right, I'll see you guys, you know? Yeah. Of course, now in that same spot, now he actually has Jerry Lawler's uh, bar, or Jerry Lawler's oh, restaurant there on Memphis. Okay, his barbecue place that he has there? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's really this cool. Before he had that place, yeah. So this, so now now he just has to point to the place, because that's me. <laughs> but back then, you know. Yeah. It'll help getting over. <laughs> so I've just got a few more things that I wanted to talk about before I get you Fire off. Away. Yeah. Let's talk some trash on people. Let's get, this, <laughs> let's get the controversy going. Well, I I don't have very much controversy on here. Uh, there was one person that I didn't want to bring up that you said we could talk about here in a minute. And that's yeah, thrash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thrash. Yes. Love thrash. He's a great guy. I've uh, talked to him on here. We talked about metal right around Christmas time. You know, found out he's not a big Christmas person, and, but that's okay. And uh, yeah, I I always really like talking to him because he's he's good to talk about music with. You know, he's just he's one of those guys that's got a good attitude. Um, yes, he. Uh, w- when I first met him, um, I wrestled. You know, from he was like the third guy maybe I wrestled when I came back to wrestling in 2020. Uh huh. Um, I wrestled him at a WAH show. Okay. And, and when I wrestled him, he was very green. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And not, you know, and I was still coming back. So I was a little rusty myself. Uh, but there were a couple spots in the match where, you know, you could just tell things didn't go right. And 
when I went to go for the dive, he didn't really catch me very well. Oh, <laughs> kind yeah. Of story of my wrestling career. Um, and, you know, not saying it was a bad match. It was a fine match. But, you know, yeah. you just tell the green was there. Yeah. And then I wrestled him about six months later. No, probably about a year later uh, in Arkansas, actually. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I, I shouldn't say this, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had COVID when I wrestled. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just told him straight up. I'm like, hey, man, like I called him. I, I said, hey, look, I probably shouldn't show up. Like, have you had it yet? And he's like, this is back, you know, when it, everybody yeah. was still kind of wearing masks everywhere and stuff. And he's like, right. And I was like, I, I was like, look, I know I can keep my distance from everybody backstage, but like, if you are, if you are in the ring together, like I'm going to be breathing on you. So yeah, he's like, no, nah, I've already had it, man. You're good. So I wrestled him with COVID. Uh, oh, wow. We had a great match. I'm yeah. assuming COVID. I don't know. I, who knows? Right. Right. COVID like symptoms. And uh, yep. around the time of COVID, everything so, was COVID at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the match was better than our first match for sure. Crowd loved it. You know, good, good reactions, great reactions, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it, and I was just like, man, Thrash, you've come a long way. Well, then I wrestled him last week. Uh-huh. And dude's even better now. Like, and so just that short amount of time, that, that three year period, like that dude is just, he, he's great, man. Yeah. I like working him. And he, he's, he's still learning and he's got a good attitude. You know, he, he's still getting better. And so he's one of those guys who's got a lot, a very, very high ceiling potential. Um, who, who knows how good he could be. Uh, in fact, he hit me up last week said, after our match and, Hey man, you know, I'd, I'd like to come out there and start training with you a little bit. You know, maybe I, maybe you can make me even better. And I was like, yeah, man, I'd love to have you out here. That's cool. So I think he's going to start training with us a little bit. Well, that'll be awesome. Yeah. I, he's one that um, I, he hasn't held gold in uh, wrestling for a cause yet. Has he sort of did? I think he had, um, he won a, I think he won the, uh, one of the tournaments where you something where you got to, sh- no, no, what it was, is he won a, sh- he won the title at the tournaments, but okay. he wasn't in the tournament, okay. but then the winner of the tournament got, you know, could call for a title shot. Uh-huh. So he, right after he won the guy that won the tournament called for the title shot. So he oh. won it and lost it on the same show. Oh no. So it was the shortest HTH title reign of all time. Okay. Or well, I've been prime. I don't know. One of those two titles. Yeah. Well, I know that he's, uh, does he have a match coming up with Jason Jones where he's going to be? Uh, yeah, going yeah, the they're doing a yeah. feud right now. That's cool. Yeah, for the prime title. Yeah, uh, I know that they had a match not too long ago that wasn't for the title and everything. So, uh, and he's been even when he was on the show, he was talking about how you know maybe he was going to be gunning for that prime title. Well, you know, you can you learn a lot wrestling Jason Jones. Yeah, he. Uh, it's funny because you know he trains a lot of the guys, and um, he's got a few things he does very different than me the way uh-huh. he trains them. And so I always give his guys a hard time doing that wrong. Come learn from me. <laughs> uh, so I, I've always been a, when you run the ropes, you go right, left, right. But he uh-huh. trains all his guys go left, right, left. Okay. Uh, and again, I mean, it's, it's a Lucha thing, I think to go left first. Okay. Um, but I, you know, everyone I've, I've ever worked with was always right first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I'll always teach it. But right. again, it's just, it's different strokes for different folks. It's not necessarily wrong. Yeah, uh, but it's funny. I give everybody a hard time. I go, oh, you went to that Jason Jones school, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> now you learn a lot from Jason. He's a uh, he's one of those guys I've only ever gotten to work for that for about half a second. We were doing a four way match and we were both in it. So mm-hmm. we did about one spot together and that was about it. But we uh we have very similar characters. Yeah, 
know, the old school right. heel cock, you know, surrounds himself with a bunch of younger guys to keep himself, you know, keep the title on his waist kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, he's, he's a good guy. Oh yeah. I, I like Jason a lot. I've, uh, I've talked to him a few times and uh, he, he's got a good mind for the business. And so I, I like uh, hearing what he has to say. It's just a natural born promoter too. I mean, he, yeah. he's uh, that guy, that guy could, he could draw money for anything, man. He, he uh, that's what, in fact, that was one of the reasons we, we ran that show for WFC. We ran it on WrestleMania weekend. Yes. And normally you wouldn't do that uh-uh. because obviously you don't want to run on a big night. And Jason Jones goes, nah, man, I run against WrestleMania all the time. And I'll, I'll drop sold out 300 shows. Oh, wow. Goes, really? We go, all right. So we did. And, uh, sure enough, we had, we had about 150 paid, I think was the final count there. So, oh, wow. Well, yeah. I've been noticing that both uh, mid states and wrestling for a cause, the, the the crowds have been seeming to grow a lot here lately. Yeah, you know, you can always equate that with um, how popular wrestling is as a whole. Yeah, uh, when WWE and AEW are doing well and mm-hmm. have a lot of you know scuttlebutt on the internet. Yeah, that trickles down to indie wrestling. Right. Um, the times wrestling dies up is you know the, one of the worst times in wrestling was when. WCW and ECW went out of business and you just had WWE and yep. storylines weren't that great. Um, that, that sort of that early post attitude era that wh- whatever you want to call that next era of wrestling that was going on. Um, you know, the, the, the ruthless, ruthless aggression. aggression or whatever yeah. you want to call it. That was a bad time for indie wrestling. Yeah. It's it just nothing on TV was drawing and neither was, uh, neither was indie wrestling. Yeah. But now you've got all these feds and, you know, with, with the uh, Internet obviously helps and TikTok, you know, so there's a lot more exposure. Um, it helps. It helps all of us. Right. So, yeah, it's just like I said, unfortunate for me, I'm, I, th- I feel like I was I'm from the wrong era. I would have been done really well in the TikTok and Internet era because uh, I have a mind that thinks like that kind of thing. You should um, totally get you a TikTok going, man. I do have a TikTok going. <laughs> See, do you? OK. <laughs> Even my fans don't know about it. Oh man! Well, I mean, we're. Hey, we're I have a thousand twenty-four followers, sir. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you're beating me, even then. I think I've got somewhere around nine hundred followers oh, okay. on there. So. Well, you know, so yeah, that's what I mean, though. Is is um, <laughs> I used to love doing you know little skits and things like that. We'd film it, and we'd we'd put them out wherever we could. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it just wasn't the internet era yet. Um, right. We used to, in fact, we used to film something called Tornado Vision. Oh, okay. And so what it was is. Imagine it was basically stuff we would film backstage, but they're all like like Saturday Night Live type skits. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we would have these running storylines where, uh, you know, Rocco was the host and I was his co-host, but then he would accidentally kill me during the show sometimes, you know, like accidentally electrocute me or whatever, and he'd have to go bury the body. <laughs> you know, <and> So <laughs> then the next week, my cousin would show up to host and be just me in classes uh and then he accidentally killed my cousin and then it was me and drag i was you know wearing a wig and it was my my other cousin sarah which he immediately fell madly in love with uh, oh my gosh but then you know we had this thing where rocco kept accidentally killing everybody and they became zombies and so the zombies came back and when he had to he sacrificed sarah my my me and drag my cousin to the zombies to save his own life. You know, it was just this goofy stuff. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's great. You know, we just, you know, we'd film it all in you know five minute sketches and yeah, you know, we, we had all kind of, you know, we had these characters called the naked luchadors and it was just these guys that walked around naked with lucha masks on. 
um you know always something carefully placed in front of their privates right so, right yeah uh you know just the, the, they never spoke english they had no idea what was going on and uh yeah i mean like i said we, we did goofy stuff like this long before there was facebook or tiktok or any of that stuff so like i said i feel like i'm from the wrong era if we'd been able to do that stuff now yeah it would have been so over man that would have been great <laughs> to see for sure <laughs> yeah you know, I'll, I'll send you a link i have some uh some clips if you ever... <laughs> okay yeah i'd love to see that do you have any goals set for this year that you're trying to accomplish um you know so a lot of my goals now are kind of based on my what, what i'm doing with my school yeah um with my training the guys uh-huh. uh, my goal is i want to get them the best education that they can um, right but i, I want to do it in a way that you know, hasn't been done before. I'm not trying to redefine how we train wrestling. I mean, yeah. obviously a headlock's a headlock. Right. Uh, but what I'm trying to do is build a much, much more positive culture around wrestling training. Uh-huh. Uh, a very, you know, you're going to come here and work hard, but we're, you know, I almost do it like a football team. You know, I have a lot of team building exercises that we do like, because I want these guys like, look, you guys are training together. You're going to be wrestling the next 10 years, 15 years in the state. You, you know, these are the guys you're going to be wrestling you know, these are your boys, these are your family, these are the times that you're going to remember. When you look back and you're my age, you know, it's going to be the times you had with these guys after the show that, you know, these are going to be the things you're going to miss. So yeah. I'm trying to build that mentality. And it's fun because it's working. Um, I watch these guys cheer each other on sometimes. I'll watch them build each other up and talk each other up. And, the, and it's something that wasn't there when I trained. You know, yeah. it was very much cutthroat. It was very much like, you kind of wanted the other guy to fail because now that's your spot. Yeah. You know? um, and so I'm, I'm doing it differently. So my goal is I, I want to get as many guys with my stamp of approval that I trained out there. And we're already getting there because if I go look at all the posters in Oklahoma right now, I guarantee on every single poster, just about one of my guys is on there. One of the guys that I've trained in the last three years is on there. Oh, wow. uh, cards are filled with them. And, yeah. you know, even Mid-South, you know, or Mid-States, mid, yeah. you know, their rosters has guys on it that I train that are my, from my wrestling school. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're all their trainings. I mean, I tell my guys, okay, go learn from everybody, man. Right. There's guys, somebody's doing a seminar, go learn from there. Mm -hmm. you, know, you get a chance to sit on another wrestling school, go sit in on another wrestling school, see what's different, see what they're doing. Maybe you can come teach me something, you know, show me, maybe they got a really cool drill that I should be doing here that I don't know about. So come teach me. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my goals are kind of based on, leaving that legacy behind you know tra tra training as many guys the right way instilling the, the the history of the business the the why old school works why you know don't forget this is storytelling not athleticism you know it's about moments not moves uh don't chase the banger chase being over yeah. you know th those concepts I'm, I'm really instilling in these guys um and and they take it pretty seriously you know we're wearing class you know it, it's it's fun but it's it's also serious you know yeah. And um, they're, they're learning. So that's one of my big goals. Um, okay. You know, as far as any other goals go, you know, I, I don't necessarily have anything set in place other than I love Tim as a promoter and mm -hmm. everything, you know, Tim's always got something up his sleeve. Right. He's always got something cool on the horizon. So, you know, he's got, he, he always comes up with something new for me to do that I love. Um, and so I have no doubt that he's going to come up with a bunch of stuff over the next year or two that, that, you know, just like me being on the morning show and doing stuff like that. I, I know I can't say what's going to happen at, um, his big extrava slams in August, but if things stick the way they're looking right now, 
um, I'll be wrestling a fairly big name. All right. Yeah. I've seen some of the names that are on, you know, supposed to be there. So yeah, I, yeah. All right. Stick the way they are. I I should be wrestling one of the bigger names. Okay. Um, And so, you know, those are good goals. Um, For me, you know, a lot of times I look at opportunities that come my way and I say, do I need this opportunity or should I give this opportunity to somebody else? Yeah. In that, you know, like, is it, is what, is it, what's it going to do for me versus what could it do for Dan Weber or what could it do for Cappuccino Jones or what, you know? Right. So maybe I should, you know, push that like this year for the Cinco de Mayo festival, yeah. Ray always promotes a big Cinco de Mayo festival and you get to wrestle in front of thousands of people in some cases, uh-huh. you get that Saturday night, Friday night, Cinco de Mayo festival in Tulsa downtown. If it's good weather, streets are packed yeah. and it's always fun to wrestle in front of large crowds. But at this point in my life, I, you know, I sometimes I say, would it be the right move to give that spot to somebody else if I'm offered it? Yeah. give that to somebody else and usually it probably is doesn't mean i don't still like doing it um and if they need me to i'm certainly willing to step in and, and take a spot uh but yeah my goals are kind of more just about i'd like to get uh i'd like to find things to do let's put it that way i, okay. I, I enjoy exploring that this narcissist heel that i'm doing um, <laughs> <laughs> i like walking that that line of, of like being hated but being yeah. kind of funny at the same time yeah um uh, being entertaining let's put it that way there you go uh and again like i said it, it's just i want to leave a good mark on the business uh as, as far as titles go you know it, it is what it is i i'm not a titles guy yeah it doesn't mean i don't like having a title right uh but i learned real quick that i'm just as over without a title as i am with a title a title is just um a mcguffin mm-hmm. uh, heard that term yes it's the mcguffin is the concept of of okay, you're writing an Avengers movie and the bad guy's trying to get something and the good guys are trying to stop him from getting something. What is that something? Right. That's the MacGuffin. So, yeah. it, you know, in the last Avengers movie, it was, it was the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Or uh-huh. you know, in the Indiana Jones movie, it's the Ark of the Covenants or whatever, right? So a wrestling, t- it's just a plot device, right? Yep. And if your character is, is popular or over or whatever, you don't really need the extra plot device. You just yep. are who you are. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I kind of look at that way. Like, I'm not saying that from a point of ego or anything like that, but I just, I can work with a belt or I can work without a belt. It's just yeah. fun to have one sometimes because it gives you a, it gives you a guaranteed spot on the card. If you have the title belt, right. Uh, a guaranteed opportunity to be on the stage. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you don't have a title and you're, you know, you don't have a big story going, then maybe they don't have anything for you this week. Right. Yeah. So you, you, you always want to be in the situation where they got a story for you. Uh, and that's what the title belt allows me. But yeah, as far as, you know, would I like to be the heavyweight champion? Sure. Uh, but hometown heroes title, like I said, is basically on the same level as the heavyweight title. So I don't have to have that. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my big things is I, I know at some point I, I want to start wrestling more of my students. Okay. Kind of give them all their, their first rub, their first, you know, the first big matches out there, I'd like, I'd like to be part of it, you know, so that way they can always look back and say, I got to wrestle my coach. So I remember how big it was for me the first time I got to wrestle Rocco, uh, uh-huh. you know, one of the ones who trained me or, or even Brent Albright who trained me, you know, those matches, I remembered them, you know, they, they felt, you know, cause I wanted to impress my coach. Yeah. I wanted to impress the guy that taught me everything. I wanted to make him proud of me. So right. I, I want, I want to be able to do that for, for other guys too. Yeah. Man, uh- I'm coming off like such a baby face, this promo. God, <laughs> Yeah, Come on, give to... me to talk trash on somebody. <laughs> I hate Tim Rockwell. He's a jerk. <laughs> Let me tell you how ugly Burt Cameron is. 
Next time you got red on this show, you tell him I'm going to shut him up. <laughs> well, else? Bert, oh, somebody else to talk uh, trash on. Well, uh, Bert actually said, you know, he's the reason why you turned heel. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he did babyface so much better than me. I had to, uh, I had to go heel. <laughs> ah, little jerk. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna beat him up. There you uh, go. You know, I, yeah. I basically I turned. I turned baby, or I was a baby that night because I saved him from beating up his own girlfriend. I know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually afterward... did not know they were shoot dating till after I, that. So I had little hints of it and stuff because I've had her on the show too, and mm-hmm. um, so you know they had the whole thing of they the storyline they did there. They would just say little things whenever I would talk to either one of them, and I was like, okay. And then they actually had something on Facebook the other day, I think, where they actually were talking about you know how are they a couple and i was like oh i was right i i i i knew there was something there well they, they, you know i kind of i got a sense of it when i was backstage but like yeah they were very friendly but i was like well they could just be training partners you know, right you know because they both both went to craig's school yeah so i didn't know that they were actually uh in a, they were they were kayfabing me they were working yeah yeah yes <laughs> yeah that, that they were trying to get that title from you dude let me tell you how stinky Burt Cameron is. <laughs> no, Their plan smells works. Lovely. Yeah. Out of, out of all the uh, out of all the wrestlers, Burt Cameron smells the least. <laughs> well, and that's a that's a big thing. I've been seeing a lot on Facebook the last few weeks. Uh, people talking about if you're going to be wrestling, you need to shower, you need to wash your gear, and you need to make oh my sure God. that you so, wear yeah, deodorant. I um I t- teach all my students. In your gear bag, things that have to be in your gear bag. Yeah. Fresh change of socks. Yep. Uh, dryer sheet helps for the smell inside that bag. Okay. Get any moisture in there. Um, but pack a toiletry bag that's got a bar of deodorant, mm-hmm. a little bit of Axe body spray, yep. a little bit of mouthwash in there, some mm-hmm. extra gum, and fingernail clippers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How many uh, times have you been... Uh mutilated from somebody's fingernails yeah yeah uh, and also in my wrestling ring i i buy cans of lysol every week and i make everybody spray their feet down their shoes down before they get in the wrestling ring okay because what you don't think about is you got your wrestling shoes on yeah you go out to the bathroom you're standing at the urinal where there's urine all over the floor that's you know drips of urine yeah so then you come back and step the ring now you've dragged that into the ring you're stepping all over the ring it's soaking up that that nastiness yeah and then i've got an open cut on my arm or scratched and i roll around in it boom now i've got infections in my arm yes yeah Ugh. yeah they're so easy to get nastiness like that from the rat mats so i i said from the rats oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that heel side's coming out again now let me tell you about the first time a rat gave me infections <laughs> year was 2001 <laughs> no, that is pretty funny though what a, what a great slip of the tongue. I know. The, uh, yeah. the mats. Yeah, you always got to make sure those mats are clean. Yeah. Uh, I did get ringworm once from a, uh, a wrestling mat. Mm. Uh, it was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's when I learned that uh, I bring another thing I pack in my wrestling bag, dude wipes or, you know, any kind of wipes where you can just like, dude, just towel off before you before you get home, especially if you got any kind of scratches or cuts or anything. Yep. Dude, just towel it off a little bit, put a little, you know hand sanitizer on it yep. you know, if it stings a little yeah oh yeah something to always pack with you uh 20 cash hide it somewhere in your bag just in case your wallet ever gets stolen 
uh, there's a lot of good things that you need to keep in your restaurant. You need to keep a, a backup mask just in case. Yeah. Uh, always pack two pairs of different colored wrestling gear because you don't want to get somewhere, find out that the, you're wearing purple and the guy you're wrestling is wearing purple. Right. And then nobody has a change of clothes. Great. Uh, I always pack a backup referee shirt. I've been too many shows where they wanted to send a referee out there wearing, you know, just a t-shirt and jeans. Uh-huh. It's like, nope, put on a, at least put on a referee shirt, bro. Right. Like it brings the class of the show way down. If yeah. Nobody's wearing a referee shirt. Yeah, and There's I, a lot of good things you got to pack in your bags, man. You're, you're giving away some really good advice here. Oh, there, there's more. I'm sure if you ever have, uh, I'm sure you've had Craig on or if you haven't had Craig on, whenever I you haven't Craig on, I'm sure he could tell you. But yeah, he should be one you got to get to. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you some Craig's story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I, when I first met Craig, um, we were both the same age. Uh, uh-huh. They brought him in for that Southern State Super 8 tournament yeah. in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. We were both uh, little 19-year-old uh, babies, basically, 20-year-old babies. Um, yeah. I don't think either of us had 21. So they brought him in. He drove in from Kansas, and uh, it was Kenny and I's job to show him, and he had a buddy with him. We were supposed to show him a good time. Uh, you know, we're a bunch of wrestling nerds. We don't know what a good time looks like, but we know there is a bar that allows under 21 uh, in, you know, you just oh. can't drink. So we find this bar, we take them to it. And uh, wouldn't you know it, they're having a wet t-shirt contest that night. Uh, it was wild, man. Uh, but, you know, of course, all we, all we want to do is sit there and talk wrestling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a promoter's idea that we take them to the bar. He didn't even really want to go to the bar. Oh, okay. Uh, and so we... <laughs> We stayed up partying till all of like maybe 1130. And they were like, all right, we'll see you at the hotel tomorrow. We'll pick you up, take you to the Animals. Show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's how cool we were. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Tell you a funny story. When, um, when Kenny and I first broke into OPW, we were both 18 and they paired us up with a girl named Vanessa. She was uh-huh. a wrestling student. And Vanessa was kind of, she was built thick. She's athletic thick though. Not like thick, thick. Uh-huh. Um, and she's a little bit older. She's like 23. Okay, but she looked young, and so the, they paired her up with us to be like our, you know, our China or whatever you want to call her. She's okay, kind of like a tough girl, you know, valet. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were trying to, you know, be friends with her and hang out with her. And she's like, "All right, well, you know, you guys want to do something after the show?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, trust me, Kenny and I, we always go to we always go to Hooters after the show. And she's like, "Really?" I was like, "Well, yeah, it's the only place we're allowed to go. We're not twenty one." So we went. We took her to Hooters after the show, and we're like, "Hey, uh, Vanessa, I think you could like." buy us some beer uh you know because we, we're not 21 we can't buy any beer like we can go you know, go get some beer and like hang out or whatever you know we'll go find a place to drink and like it was already like 1 30 in the morning at this point you know, this is after a wrestling show by the time we get to the you know hooters it's already midnight right like uh justin the they stopped selling beer after one o'clock <laughs> and i was like oh <laughs> damn all right well so she thought we were so cool <laughs> after that <laughs> we ruined her night uh yeah she thought like we were all gonna go out and do some fun like partying or whatever and so it was kenny and i we were big nerds we like we wanted to show her oh we found this japanese wrestling thing you want to see it she's like no i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah it took us a while to get cool we weren't well, we, we didn't start off cool <laughs> it, you know it sometimes it takes time you, you grow into it so yeah, I'll get there one day as I'm sitting here telling you, please bring me on your Batman podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I can see my wife, if she can hear me right now, she'd be rolling her eyes. She'd be like, oh, my God. Well, you should... So I actually have nerded out. That, like I said, I do my podcast in my garage. So 
I have one whole side of the garage to myself. And on the one side, I've got my podcast area and it's got all my toys and stuff like that. Like I've got, a, I've got Batman, I've got, uh, you know, I've got Power Rangers toys because that was big whenever I was a kid and everything. So I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, lots of wrestling toys, you know. Um, then you go across the other way and I just got a 55 inch TV set up out here with my game consoles. So I am super nerding out in my little man cave that I have going on now. There you go. There you go. That's uh, I'm actually having to consolidate. I, I have such a collection of Marvel and DC things that um, I've, uh, I've been selling them on eBay just to try to like trim my collection down a little bit. I'll, have, I'll send you oh. a picture of what it looks like. Okay. Or whatever. But yeah, man, it's, it's been a, it, it, I, I am a nerd. Wrestling is a nerdy thing, I guess. That's okay. Uh, we embrace our nerdy this though. It, yeah. It's at least it's become much cooler to be a nerd now than it used to be. Right. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm proud to be one. So, you know, that there people you always, you know, pick on me about it. Cause I've, I'm into all the nerdy things, you know, I mean, I've, this will tell you, I've even got like Buffy, the vampire slayer toys behind me too. Yeah, so, no, that's pretty, that's see, I at least I'm cooler than you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least I'm into Batman, you know. You're, yeah. you're into I'm, girls. I'm into girls. <laughs> the girls. Wait a second. Oh, uh, you might have to edit that out. Uh, probably so. <laughs> yeah, you might have to edit that out. And going live in three, two, one. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm a nerd too. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, so, man. Next time you have me on, I'll, I'll get into some more, uh, some more stories. I feel like we always just end up covering a lot of things and never really diving into any of the good stuff i know yeah we said that we were gonna go into some of the uh, you know the road stories and things like that yeah i know i even so i i um i i wrote a i didn't write a book i wrote what's going to eventually be a book okay um, 10 years after about 2011 uh-huh when i hit 10 years in the business i um i approached oklafan about i was like hey can i give like a i'd like to write a weekly article series that kind of just recount stories from the road and 10 years later, like what I've experienced since, you know, since I broke into Oklahoma wrestling. And so I wrote about 20 or so of these articles uh-huh. um, that just kind of covered all kinds. And I found them the other day or not the other day, about a year ago. And I've been kind of going back over them and kind of putting them into more of a chronological order. And, and uh, eventually I'm going to turn that into a memoir. Okay. Um, but it was, it's great because I'd forgotten so many of these stories. And so as I'm rereading it, I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> uh, you know, like, like some of the articles here, I'll just kind of give you a teaser. Uh, the flying shoe incident. Uh, All right. Uh, Chavo senior and where to get cocaine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, drugs, drinking, and the shockingly revealing ring gear. Uh, these were just chapter titles, by the way. Um, Drunk dialing with Harley Race, boxing oh. the Indians, and my twenty-first birthday. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, again, th- these are all road stories um, or different different stories that uh, how to kill a wrestling company. Um, the night it all went to hell. Uh, shiny turds, loyalty, and just being <laughs> average. Uh, <laughs> let's see, there's some other good ones on here. What is this one? Uh, <laughs> Oh, I can repeat that. Um, 
I might have to retitle that one. Uh, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> but yeah, man, like I said, these are, these are all different stories. And like I said, these are just from the first 10 years. Okay. Um, uh, the night I got a pencil stuck in my head. Uh, oh, see. the, uh, Oh, the end of OCW. So this is how the, the OCW company died. Okay. Uh, Mom's pasta salad being banned from Oklahoma city and oh, no. wheelchair wrestlers. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the tulsa wars okay anyway yeah there, there's a lot yeah. of stuff in, the, in this um like i said i've got stories so i'd love to share them at some point in time with you we we will definitely <laughs> so now i'm gonna have to have you come back on at least two more times that way you can tell stories and we can talk about batman yes yeah we'll, we'll do we'll keep the batman podcast as wrestling free as possible and um i'll, I'll relive some of these wrestling dramas some of these get kind of dramatic and i and i which, you know, the crazy thing about some of these stories is I almost hate to tell them because yeah. in it, like, you know, the guys that I, I hate in these stories, I'm actually friends with a lot of them now. You know, we made peace. <laughs> yeah. So you almost don't want to tell some of these stories, but some of the stories are too good not to tell. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, th- thank you for having me on again. I greatly appreciate it. I love the yeah. what you're doing for indie wrestling that you're telling these stories. Um, if anybody wants to uh, look me up, I've got the oldest website in indie wrestling. On dial up justinrules.com you can same website i've had since 2001 wow it's a 22 year old website what about finding you on social media how can they do that uh usually you can find me at you know broken arrow bad boy or unbreakable bad boy uh-huh. um uh, i'm on tiktok i know I'm, I'm broken arrow bad boy youtube i'm broken arrow bad boy uh and i think on t- on instagram i think i'm the unbreakable bad boy but if you go through justinrules.com you can uh, all those links are on there to all my social media. Awesome. Uh, just uploaded. I'm uploading two matches this week onto YouTube. Oh. Uh, one will be my tables match with Alex Royal. Yeah. With the the finish he didn't see coming with the greatest <laughs> chess move in the history of Oklahoma wrestling. <laughs> and then uh, my match with Thrash in which the weatherman gets involved. Uh, both that of them. Very good matches. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's fun getting to heal. I, I am my best heel work. I am definitely looking forward to seeing those. I need to make it out there. Um, it's just so well, hard to get all got May 6th coming up. Yeah. And then Father's Day weekend. It's going to be a double header Friday and Saturday, I believe, or Saturday and Sunday. I think it might okay. be, it's Saturday and Sunday because it's Father's Day, actually. Yeah. Uh, you could make it a Father's Day event. Uh, one night is the tournament, the uh-huh. Ryder Hanging World Cup tournament. The next night is the Freedom Rings royal battle royal awesome um and then come august will be extravas slams of the biggest event wfc's wrestlemania if you will yes it's our biggest event where we bring in a lot of names already named uh they're bringing in teddy long uh scotty too hottie yep uh they were a couple of names there they're gonna bring in um one of my favorites is coming up is uh oh god what's his name uh as i say that Jack Vaughn. Okay. Jack Vaughn's coming in uh, yeah. in in June, I believe. Oh, um, I'm very much looking forward to him. I like his uh, his TikTok videos too. Oh, I love it! I love it! I love everything. <laughs> the leg slap, the, the leg slapping. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's the best. Yeah, he is. So yeah, he'll he'll be coming up in June. I hope I get to work with him somehow. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of big things happening. WFC, WFC. If you guys don't know, if you don't know what that is, wrestling for a cause. The whole point of it is to raise money for families in need because uh, they have a child who has, is sick. 
So in some cases we're, you know, able to get thousands of dollars to these families uh, from one wrestling event. Uh, at the very least, we give them, you know, we've never, I think he's never given anybody less than $800 after a wrestling show. Oh, wow. Uh, these families. So in, in some cases we give a lot more. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's, it's, if you gotta, if you're going to watch wrestling, watch wrestling that, that does, that does something to help somebody. Right. Um, and again, uh, I work for the hunger dojo, which is part of wrestling against hunger. So again, another ministry, mm-hmm. everything they do is about putting food into a food pantry and they do these monthly give outs to the community. Uh, in some cases, even to the wrestlers themselves, cause you know, not every wrestler has money. Um, yeah. so, uh, Brent, pastor Brent, he runs that one. He takes care of the boys. If, if I've seen him plenty of times, give, you know, the church give money and, and aid and rides and whatever they could to wrestlers or you know, just anybody in need, they're willing to help, man. So uh, if you're going to be part of something as silly as wrestling, at least be, be part of something that's doing something good to help somebody. It's <laughs> kind of the way I look at it. Uh, it it kind of checks my ego a little bit. You know, so I, I don't feel when you tell people you're a pro wrestler, they kind of laugh. But then when you tell them you're fighting cancer yeah. uh, for a children's charity, suddenly they, they go, well, that's a good reason to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything that maybe you want to say to uh, the listeners directly before I get you off of here? You know, um, again, I wrestling is a cyclical business. uh, And so the more you support wrestling, the more up it is, the more it helps everybody else out. So of course be out there, support wrestling, be as big a mark as you want to be. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate it. Um, Don't ever let anybody like, like crap on your fandom. You know, my boys always, I always tell them, you know, you need to try to act like a pro, but at the end of the day, we're all fans. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, that was something that was always instilled in me. Uh, you want to be treated like a pro. You want to be treated like a star. You kind of got to act like a star. You can't, you know, you don't see guys in WWE marking out for each other. You don't see them run around like, oh, that was a great, you know, they'll, they'll <laughs> give each other, they'll talk to each other like coworkers, right? Yeah. And that's what I was telling my guys if they get nervous, like, I don't know, man, I, I got to wrestle this name or this, like, hey, he's not a name. He's a coworker tonight. You know why he's working the same show you are for the same crowd you're working. That means he's no better than you tonight. Right. He's not a, he, he, you know, if he were better than you, he'd be wrestling in front of 10,000 people at an arena tonight. He ain't, he's, he's the same as you tonight. He's just another coworker. You go out there and you just do what you do good. And if you belong, then it's not a problem. Right. If you don't belong, then get out of the business, you know, but don't, don't have this mindset that you don't belong. Uh, Again, that's to the boys, I should say. Uh, but to the fans, you know, I appreciate all the love and support you guys give us. It is wonderful. And please check out justinrules.com. Buy one of my heel t-shirts. <laughs> Are you going to come out with, uh, you know, the Justin Sucks t-shirts? I need to. You know, right now, one of my favorites I, I sell on my website, is it says Spot Monkeys. And it's got like the Ghostbusters crossed out through it, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I hate Spot Monkeys. Uh, <laughs> you know, which Spot Monkeys determine wrestling. Look it up. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah man I, but yeah you better get me back on for that batman podcast because i got a lot to say about batman all right man we'll definitely do that <laughs> <laughs> all right well you have a good night you too appreciate it all right this is a cat's pajamas aka cat's pjs and i'm the host of cat's pajamas radio show well what is it that i got at the radio show you may ask I've got everything from live interviews with various people from wrestling to bands and musicians and artists and artist collectives. We talk all things 
conspiracies, scary stories, and uh, fun random music facts. You can check me out on Spotify at Cat's Pajamas Radio Show. Got a really killer playlist for all of you as well. Or you can find me on Instagram, Cat's Pajamas123. So I hope y'all go ahead and give that a listen. And a special thanks to uh, Give a Daughter Podcast for putting me on. Much love. Appreciate it. Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Justin Lee. I really enjoyed talking to him, and we probably talked for another 30, 45 minutes after we got done recording the episode. So uh, I really enjoyed speaking with him again, and hopefully I will get to see him wrestle again here pretty soon. So next week I will be having on somebody that's a little different than what I've had before on this show. Um, They talk about uh, men's health, and especially men who have been active in the past and they've gotten out of it. And uh, he helps them get back on that path to being healthy and exercising and things like that. His name is Charlie Cates. He has a book. He has a podcast. He has all kinds of stuff. And we will get into that next week whenever he is on the show. I hope that you guys enjoy hearing that. He has some really good information. And uh, I'm ready to be able to spread that information to you guys to hear. If you guys want to follow me online, you can do so by going to any of the social media websites and uh, just looking up if you give a data podcast. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter. I'm on Hive. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. You can find me on any of those. Just go and look me up. Um, I will also have my link tree in my show notes that will have links to all of those different places as well as all the places that you can find this podcast. If you want to send me an email, it will also be linked on there as well. Or you can just send it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. I want to know what you guys think. If you like the episode, if you don't, whatever it is. If you just want to say hi, I would love to say hi back to you. You know, uh, if you have somebody that you want me to bring on the show, let me know. And I will try to get them on the show. I've had somebody that's been requested by about three or four people. And I have since been able to secure a date to get them interviewed on the show. So you'll be hearing about that here very soon in the near future. I believe that it's at the end of next month is when they will be on. When it gets closer, I will announce who it is. And uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited about the things that are going on on this show. Send me an email. Send me a message. I try to respond to everybody that I can on my social media and on my email as well. Since you're listening to this episode, can you go out and do me a favor? Go and rate and review this episode. I get all kinds of people that listen to it. 
And all I want you to do is just go up there, give me a thumbs up, give me a thumbs down, give me a star review, whatever it is. Tell me what you think of the show. Go out, rate and review it, and tell me what you think. I uh, love hearing what you guys think of this show. That way I know if I'm giving you what you guys want or if you want something different, that's your chance to tell me, hey, I'd like to hear something different. You know, If you think my show sucks, let me know. So I want to give a shout out to, I am part of two podcast networks now. You all know that I'm part of the OIW Podcast Network. You hear the thing at the end about the OIW Podcast Network. And now at the beginning, you hear the Avenue Podcast Network. I am now a member of both of those. You can find my podcast on both of those places, as well as many, many other great shows. You can go to avenuepodcast.net and find all of the great stuff there. You can also go to oiwpodcastnetwork.com and find all of the great stuff there as well. Look them up. I will have links to both of them in my show notes. If you like my show, you're bound to find a show on one of those two networks that you like as well. Go and check them out. They have awesome stuff all the time. Also, I want to give a shout out to Decure for creating my ending theme song for me. He has done amazing for me. He came out with a new album just this last week called Known. And it has some really, really good music on there. And he's collaborated with all kinds of really good artists as well. So go out and look at his music. I will have links to him as well in my show notes. Also, go out and check out Cups and Teas by Stacia. It is my wife's uh, side hustle. She is the one who is going to be making all of my t-shirts and my cups and stickers and things like that. So if you want some merch, go out and look up Cups and Teas by Stacia. And that is spelled S-T-A-S-H-A. So go out and look up that stuff. I will have a link to her link tree as well in my show notes. I've got some great stuff coming up. I am very excited for you guys to hear these episodes that are coming up. And I hope that you enjoy what you're hearing. And I hope that you stay along for the ride. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. Beautiful people, then tells us who we have on the best part of my day. The world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection. I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one. Tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see and listen closely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.